Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bowen, Sheila, the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. <laughs> That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. <laughs> just go with what you saw today. Okay, yeah. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. For You'll sure. be wrong often, yeah. but then you can just point back to when you were right. No yeah. one will remember. No That's one's true. listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Shilkapadia here in the media shanty. Following the Eagles' second of three minicamp practices, we are here prepared to tell you what we have seen, what is going on, who we saw in the locker room, not many, spoiler alert, and, uh, you know, setting the scene for the six or so week period of uh, relative silence on the Eagles' front as the Eagles prepare to break minicamp and then come back for training camp in late July, I think around July 25th. So, uh, you know, let's hang out. Let's talk. We've got some games to play. We've got some things to talk about. Shield was finally back on the observation beat. Let's unpack it all. How are you? Zach Ertz was in the locker room. He was asked about his wife and their 13 nothing, right? Yes. Victory. He said Doug Peterson told him yesterday that he shouldn't go, don't go to the meetings. Go, go watch your wife in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. That's some emotional intelligence or what right there? I would say emotional intelligence, but also like no brainer. Well, Ertz didn't ask. He said he wasn't going to ask. He said Doug P just came up to him and said, Good. Get out of here, big boy. Good, but also like lay up. Well, not every coach. Yeah, you're probably right. Okay. He gave a couple good answers, I thought, uh, when asked about the uh, the thirteen nothing. Uh, you know, he said he said on the one hand there is the uh, you know goal differential is an actual thing that matters in the tournament. So you know you got to get your goals, especially in that first game. You don't know what the rest of the tournament's going to bring. And second of all, he said uh, you know on the celebration front, he said that one of the things that that he's learned as an athlete is that uh, one of the best ways to develop chemistry is when you know that your teammates are celebrating your success just as much as their own and uh, he hearkened back to the 2017 eagles and so he he thought that uh he was proud of the team for all all celebrating each other's goals so you know i thought uh i thought that you could you could if you wanted to take a little bit of umbrage with uh, some celebrations up you know 12 13 nothing but you know you don't want them to score, don't let them score. And I did see Zach Ertz and Deshaun Jackson committing uh, quite a bit of time to perfecting their oh. handshake slash celebration routine on the sideline. So not just talking the talk, he's walking the walk. Good, good. Okay. Coach Flynn very much in favor of scoring those goals. He likes the celebration. Yeah, who doesn't? He likes the goal. I mean, he's... Offensive-minded. He's the conscience of the pot. I think that's fair. What's your uh, What's your big takeaway from the last two days of practice? You got anything good? From the last two days of practice? Yeah, well, we didn't pod yesterday. I would say that um, if you could find a sports book to give you odds on Mark and Michelle leading the league in receiving yards, you might you might be well advised to put some lechuga on that, get a nice uh, nice big outcome. How about this, Lechuga? Who is going to – this might be part of your game. Sorry if I'm blowing up your spot. Who is going to lead the Eagles in receiving yards this year? Let's go to our first bird lines. Wow. Are you ready? Early on. I like it. First bird lines. Deshaun Jackson receiving yards versus Alshon Jeffrey receiving yards. The only – if you give me receiving yards per game – I'm definitely going to Sean Jackson. You're definitely going. To I Sean. think I, I think I'm there after you know the spring. I just feel like this guy has been missing. I feel like Wentz is like cannon of an arm has just been underutilized. I mean the the play today that everyone was was talking about was Deshaun Jackson on a deep post against Rasul Douglas. I mean uh, lots of separation there. I think Zach Ertz said something like he ran a 
some type of crossing route in between the safety bit, so it might not have been all on Russell Douglas. But this type of play, com- play concept combined with Deshaun Jackson's speed, Carson Wentz just, I mean, the ball traveled 40, 50 yards in the air, landed in Deshaun Jackson's hands. I was just like, man, this has just been missing, even in the Super Bowl yes, season. Yes. It, it, it's just been missing. It, it is It is like the most glaring roster hole that... Right. And Howie Roseman, does, you know, as good as the roster is, they, they deserve... Uh, criticism for not ha- I mean there are it's not like there are a lot of Deshaun Jacksons like he's a dime a dozen yeah but for not having an actual good deep threat they like, tried with guys and failed yeah I mean right. they obviously and they re- signed they Mike Wallace last it. year but but uh man just watching these practices it's like if this guy's healthy uh it is going to be really a lot of fun to watch I mean he so. could throw to him on every play and like, yeah I mean you were it, well yeah it's so it's those uh, deep passes but then it's also like he had this uh Oh wow! You didn't do you. You didn't do the running diary. I told you, you I was thinking uh, that. You, you, you said you were thinking about it. I didn't think you were going to pull the trigger. Well, listen. Wow. Got to. Uh, what a Benedict Arnold over here. As I told our uh, editors, it was mostly just to uh, piss you off, <laughs> 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 which they said I'm doing God's work. <laughs> Sorry to throw you under the bus there, on Pistol Pete. But that's very funny. Yeah, but it was also you know Deshaun Jackson is running these like you know comeback routes where he's just like going 20 yards at full speed and then turning around and their timing there was one today where just the the ball was out of Wentz's hands like uh you know so early Deshaun Jackson just turned around it's hitting him right in the numbers and so um I know we've talked about it a lot I don't think people are sick of it as as many responded to you there's no such thing as too much Deshaun it's the the biggest thing to come away from the spring practice is that question. connection. I yes. mean, I don't, I don't know what second place is, but uh, so anyway, to answer your question, I think I'm taking Deshaun Jackson to lead the team in receiving yards. So, All right. So I'll well, here's here's the here's the quick and dirty. Last, Deshaun's uh, receiving yards totals the last three years, going from 2018 to 17 to 16, 70, 774, 668, and then 1005 mm. in 2016. Alshon, let's pull this up. I know there was more last year. Uh, Alshon, 843 last year, 789 the year before, 821 the year mm. before that. Well, I can't even dig. Now, Alshon has not been here most of the spring, and he's just been a you know sort of half participant the past couple of days. He's, he's more of a gamer than a practice guy, he I would is, say. As described in Doug Peterson's book. Yeah. <laughs> we just opened the book by ripping him for not liking to practice. Right. Not exactly. Um, and, I, you know, I think he is, you know, and you can also obviously make the case that it could still be Zach Ertz, but that's not the question at hand in this bird lines. I, you know, I think Alshon is, you maybe would be described as the nominal number one, but I think I'm, I think I'm with you. I think I would go Deshaun. Well, I can't really ding Deshaun for, you know, durab- the durability questions when you're comparing him to Alshon Jeffrey. I actually think maybe if this were Vegas, I think Ertz may be the favorite. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But it's close. I mean, you could lead this team in receiving yards and have what? Like you know, 820 yards, yards or yes. something. Because I, I do think they, a lot of, you know, it's going to be a different guy every week. It's going to be an exciting offense. You wrote about this yesterday. I feel the same way. I mean, they are like set up to just kind of like uh, unleash on defenses. I feel yeah. unleash, unload. What should I go with there? I think unload there. Oh, yeah, unload. Yeah, uh, unleash. I would need like a, a noun, right? Like unleash something. Evocative. Yeah, uh, but fans should be excited. Again, it's only the spring. Blah blah blah. The personnel is there. You believe in the in the head coach. I mean, the quarterback I, yeah. is another year back from the ACL, as you pointed out. I mean, the pieces are there for this. It's going to be really disappointing if they're like struggles like they had last season with the talent they have yeah. on offense. I mean, if they are like the seventh best offense in the league, that is a huge disappointment. Well, I think. seventh, I wouldn't say huge. Yes, yeah, I'm saying that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I think that's bad. I think they're going to put up a lot of points. It feels like the biggest concern. I mean, what's your? Biggest I always concern guard on against. Offense? I always guard against. Like we 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 really shouldn't make anything out of the spring. Like none of this really matters at all. Yeah, but the most you, the most important thing is that no one suffered a really bad. Well, injury. that is big. But like you know the Deshaun thing, it is like it it changes the offense entirely. 
that's really the only thing I've gotten probably carried away with. I mean, mm. the rest is if I just looked at the roster on paper six weeks ago, sure. uh, we were saying the sure. same thing after their move. They just made smart moves. Sure. So uh, On offense, what is my biggest concern? Yeah. I would have to say the offensive line. I mean, and I, really? the offensive line's great, but like if if Brandon Brooks comes back a shell of himself and Jason Peters gets hurt again and Andre Dillard is not ready for prime time. Boy, those are yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to worry I about. I feel like it's a, and this is a dumb one always for most teams, but it is, you know, the quarterback injury and the backup yeah. having to play, well, which is course. only unique here because the last yes. couple of years, we, you would have been able to say, well, you know, they have somebody there who you feel like... That's, yes, something. that is the... Normally, that's a stupid one. Again, it's the thing that is applies. bubbling beneath the surface yeah. with every game is like, just yes. don't get hurt. Just don't get hurt. Yeah. I think that's true. I mean, there's some hand-wringing about the fact that, that Miles Sanders has not been practiced at all this spring with, uh, I think, what has been reported as a hamstring injury by, by yeah. Adam Schefter. Um, I don't care at all. My thing is they're not going to be worse at running back than last year. They can't be. Yeah. So. And also him, like, sure, it would benefit him to be out there. I'm sure they would like him to be out there. But, like, yeah. I don't know. Josh Adams was injured all spring last year. He didn't make the team, but he ended up leading the team in rushing. Right. Like, it doesn't matter. He'll be fine. Can as we, long as he's healthy. Like, as long as this is not some Matt Collins injury. Can we pour some cold water on this idea that Jordan Howard is going to be able to catch the ball in this offense? Like, you've heard there's, this question's been asked a lot. Yeah. And I feel like people are trying to steer it in that direction. They're saying what they need to say. He's not going to be a factor in the I didn't. Game. I don't have this as a bird lines, but I'll give it to you now. Over under nine and a half catches for Jordan <laughs> nine Howard. Nine and a half? God. Uh, I will take the over on that. Okay. I think he could catch one ball a game on a check down. I mean, check downs and screens. The other thing I was thinking here. Jordan I, Howard. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Nine and a half is bad. He had 20 catches last year. So have, I'll give you 19 and a half. I think uh, I've come to the conclusion that we've completely uh, overrated the need for them to have a pass catching back in this offense. Want a couple numbers to back it up? Uh, sure. I'll tell you. Uh, and then I'll give you my one, uh, my one devil's mm-hmm. advocate position. All right. Well, I'll give you my full argument then. 2000... Uh, 17, that offense that was outstanding and won the Super Bowl, Eagles running backs tied for 30th in the NFL in targets. Sure. Last year, it was 21st in the NFL. This year, I mean, they've got Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard. You know, you can throw in our Sega Whiteside and Matt Collins if you want to, but you don't need to. Like... What are these plays they need to dial up to get like a running back against a linebacker? Yeah, with this that's fair group. I mean, sure, you're gonna you're gonna run some screens. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be some some checkdowns. You know, maybe, maybe one angle route a game. Fine, but well, I don't think that it. I don't think that the point is that like they need the running back to be productive as a receiver. I think it's more about space. Like if you have to cover that receiver, then that's gonna make. You know, whoever, Zach Ertz, more open than he might be otherwise. I don't know. I think the biggest thing is uh, whatever whatever helps keep Carson Wentz's sack numbers down. Mm, okay. Um, and right. so if, if, if just some uh, release valve running back offers that, then, then that's probably the biggest value add. Well, as the analytics community likes to point out, the quarterbacks in the NFL who like to, who are athletic and scramble and run, the running back like target numbers that's like a, a big fantasy thing right the running back target numbers on those teams are always uh pretty low because of right, what you because just mentioned of, wind right. is when's more likely to check it down to wendell good point. Or yeah, run good point. on his own uh, if he's feeling healthy right. um so that, that's just uh another thing that was in my article there okay all right what else did you see? That was really my big takeaway. I mean, yes, I'm trying to think of what else. Avante Maddox. Should we have that dis- discussion about uh, you know just sort of how he's looked and how an update on that cornerback situation? Any any thoughts? Are you willing to draw any conclusions? Are you 
Uh, has your opinion of the cornerback situation changed? So Avante Maddox had a nice interception today of Carson Wentz on a pass down the scene. It was, it was not a good throw from Carson Wentz. It was one that he tried to laser in there. He needed to put some uh, some air underneath that bad boy. Okay. And, of course, it was directed towards his number one receiver, Mark and Michelle. Yeah. Um, Avante Maddox has, throughout the spring, been taking the majority of the reps in the slot in the first-team defense with Sidney Jones on the outside. And then when they go to big nickel, as they have the past couple days— He's taken more of the reps than Jones has, but they have uh, rotated a little bit. Um, my takeaway is that Avante Maddox is better than Sidney Jones right now. I would agree with that. Um, I am not necessarily sure still where he will end up playing. Um, I think if I, if I, you know, you did water gun to my head, what's the week one Secondary going to be, I would be the same that I've said all offseason. I think that it will be Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby on the outside and Avante Maddox in the slot. Hmm. This Mills, but this Mills uh, thing is, is like mysterious starting sure. to be pretty curious. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he's not even out there running like right. the other injured guys are. It's interesting. I feel, I feel good about Darby and Maddox being two of the three. Yeah. That third one, I don't know. Mills, Sidney Jones, Rasul Douglas... I think any of those strap are, also. are in play. Yes. I guess. Yeah, I mean, you I think... You could put Maddox on the outside right. and strap inside. Um, uh, I just like... Uh, Maddox has just a nice way about him, I feel like. He does. Like, I could see him being a captain for this defense at some point. Interesting. Is, is that shooting too You're high? Getting your head over your shoes a little bit. Head over your skis. I don't like... Uh, Indians don't ski. Okay. No Indian try to correct me on that, by the way. <laughs> We're just not. No meant. Indians don't. None of them ski. We're not meant to. Okay. Fair enough. The cold, the balance. You know, eh. you're not near water. I will Sales. give you a peck nest migrate. By the way, the water thing. I screwed this up big time. Okay. When we had the beach pool discussion, very controversial. I thought. Mm. Uh, I screwed up the lake thing. I love yeah, a lake. Yeah, you got called. You got I called. I lived in on a it. great town in Washington, Kirkland. We walked down to the lake. We spent many. You I were really anti lake when no, we brought no, it up. I, I think I was lukewarm. I don't think I was anti lake. I said I haven't spent much time around a lake. You which, said you, were, you questioned the existence of any lakes that were possible to go to, which was a lie. <laughs> I mean, the, we're going the, to we're going to a lake in a couple weekends. Lake Washington, outstanding. Loved the lake. It was so, so nice and clean and like yeah, you know, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, number Beautiful one town. Water, water. If you visit, if you're visiting the Seattle area, go to uh, go to Kirkland. Spend spend an evening there on the lake. Is that related to like the Costco? Kirkland? It is. Costco is, the... is right there. Okay. Yeah. That's where Kirkland comes from. Like yes. the brand name. Yes. Okay. Uh, Peckness migrate. Rasul Douglas, Sidney Jones, Cravon LeBlanc. If you are, if you were the Eagles general manager, you get one for the rest of their career, one for this year, and you have to release one. Hmm. You're thinking about it. Is it crazy to say, uh, I might nest Rasul Douglas. I guess Sidney Jones has the higher upside. I don't know. I do. It's an interesting one. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it with him. You throw in the injuries. It's not like he's been elite when he's played. I think I would, I think I would... I think it would nest Rasul Douglas. Peck strap. Peck strap and uh, migrate Sidney uh, Jones. Maybe we're being, we, it's very possible we're being too hard on him, but I don't know. That's, that's how I feel right now. I think – oh, this is tough. I think I would – I. I don't think I'm getting much out of any of them long term. So I think maybe I would nest Sidney Jones just because theoretically he has the highest upside. And I, I think I'm lower on Sidney Jones than you are probably. But the anti Cosell right there. I think the I'm going Cosell, I, think I'm, Cosell right there. I think he's got the wider <laughs> variance and so I'll swing. I like him upside. a little less than you do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I will nest strap because I think he does give I you mean, one year value. You can't migrate yeah. that guy. I like Russell Douglas too. As I told you, I saw a little uh, Deshaun Cravon LeBlanc. Yes, you're excited about interaction that interaction on the sideline yesterday. And what did the kids say? 
I'm, I'm here for it. Is mm, that the, yeah, that's a good use of that. I don't like to use that, but... You think uh, it's a big mood? A big mood? Is that a thing? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> no, I don't think it's a big mood. I think it's is a mood, right? Yeah, Isn't but it? you can say, you can shorthand that to big mood. I don't get that one <laughs> at all. What is that? It's like you, It's like a picture of someone and you're like, oh, what they're doing is exactly how I feel. Whoever came that came up with that one, get them the hell away from me. Uh, uh, Strap went through the locker room on the Eagles' social media account, and uh, they declared him the uh, rock paper scissors champion. But I was not impressed. Okay. He also only went up against a, a few people. Well, he also said, he also go ahead. He, he said he was th- he was up. This is my thing too. Yeah, he said he. Someone asked how much he played. He said three one. I won the series. No, you didn't. You got to win the fourth game. Well, that's true. No, I was going to say that he, he, after he lost the first one and won the second one, he said he was, uh, he was one for one, which is not... He did say something else. Like you're that, one yeah. and one. Right, yeah. You tell him that. I'm not telling him that. <laughs> he doesn't uh, need to be correct. Avante Maddox was being interviewed in the locker room, and, and Ertz walked by and goes, yeah. oh, well, one pick and you get all these interviews, huh? Or something like that. Yes, I believe he said he. He didn't address he, Avante yeah. directly. Uh, I like, yeah, like there was a, another stretch where I think we talked about this last year, but like during today's practice, Trey Sullivan got beat for two touchdowns in a row in yep. the, in the uh, red zone. and The first one was nothing he could have done. A beautiful throw from Carson throw. Wentz, like inches to Wendell away. Smallwood. Yeah. yeah, that was a dime. The other one he thought Ertz pushed off, but, mm. you know, not going to get called. Right. But then I see Maddox go up to him, you know, little fist pound. Gas him up a little bit. Uh, you're all in on Captain Avante. I saw him doing this a lot as a rookie. I felt like I liked his, uh, all right. you know, I liked that Ertz is, you know, comfortable enough. Walk okay. by, make the joke. I like the guy. All right. Listen, I all have right. Big Bounce is no longer around. That's true. To somebody. That's true. Who would you say is your uh, roster fringe uh, I've player just been of paying spring. a lot less attention. <laughs> <laughs> Mailing it in. Fair enough. Yeah, I um, I didn't realize until yesterday that mine was Mark and Michelle, but here we are. Here we are. Eagles last year, by the way, remember all the uh, hand-wringing about the loss of Patrick Robinson? Hmm. They allowed 687 yards to slot wide receivers last season. Second fewest in the NFL. Now, Interesting. I think it's a little bit deceiving because the outside receivers were getting smoked <laughs> every week. So I, I would have to look up tar- Why bother? Yeah, yeah, targets and all that. But that was sort of the quick... Uh, that's interesting. Quick look. Now, so that's, now that's just total. So it's not like a yards per route or Correct. whatever. Yeah, I, I guess I could look that up. But again, <laughs> this is really like the... For a football writer, this, the is, spring, yeah. this is like the last week of your you know, senior year of high school or that's college true. or whatever. You're just like, eh, you know, we'll show up, I guess, if we have to. Although you have stacked it well that way. You got your stories out, your bigger stories out, and so now you get the full thing. And Whereas I have I have done the, the very stupid thing of saving my bigger stories for when I should be taking time off. Well. That's okay. It'll all be okay. Okay. What else you got? There was that window we just talked about where, yeah, Wentz threw the dime to Smallwood and then found Ertz. And yesterday, he, Wentz was very good in the red zone, too, right? Yes. It was Goddard and Arcega Whiteside, I want to say. Correct. Um, so he's looked good there. I was looking up some of his red zone numbers. What? Do you, go ahead. And uh, so in 2017, 40.7% of his throws in the red zone resulted in touchdowns. Second best in the NFL last year. Last season, I actually thought it was a bigger drop-off than it was when I looked it up. 31%, which was still 8th, Okay, which is not bad. Uh, it feels like he has a chance to... I mean, that, that 2017 yeah. should be an outlier year, but it actually feels like... They were so good in the red zone that year. With the yeah. personnel, he should be better. The Eagles were terrible running in the red zone last year. And that's I think right. they were pretty bad, actually. The, I, I think, think that's correct. They were very correct. good the Super Bowl year right. either. Um, but I think that's an area where they expect Jordan Howard... His rate has been pretty good in terms of how often he scores touchdowns when he's okay, in interesting. the red zone. But, um, I mean, Doesn't I don't strike me as necessarily sustainable. but It might not carry over, yeah. But uh, I think they, whether it's the personnel or the scheme or whatever, they need to be better running it in the red zone. I, I think, as you, we alluded to earlier in their overall offense, I think they should be a pretty good red zone offense as well. Yeah. Uh, you said the big concern would be 
you know, what would keep you up at night it would be a quarterback injury. What have you made of, of Suddy this spring? I kind of go back and forth. Me too. I wouldn't say I've overall been impressed. I think there have been occasions where I say, okay, that looks pretty good. I think it's what we've discussed before. I like his, his sort of touch, the touch throws. I've also the, really, he, I think his most impressive throws have been like the, the bullets in the red zone. He's, really? he's thrown a lot of nice okay. tight window uh, red zone throws, I right. thought. Some of those, and then, you know, like the touch on like a corner route or something yes. like that has been nice. He doesn't have a cannon. I wouldn't say he's been like consistently accurate. Um, I wouldn't say like he's lighting it up or anything right. like that. So he's been. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of. Eh, I, I would be concerned. If My expectations for him are much are much more of a like an actual middle of the road NFL backup as opposed to you know a starting caliber backup like they had with Nick Foles. Yeah, I would say that's my expectation also. But still, one of the most likable guys. Yeah, seems like a great guy. No doubt. Uh, okay, what else you got? Let's see. We didn't get a chance to talk about the Carson Wentz press conference Monday night. What did you make of that? I know you have thoughts on that. <laughs> Fakakta ordeal. That they turned into a uh, you know black tie gala. Where we normally sit, those, uh, those seats, seats were, were reserved. reserved for the first time in my for the first time in my uh, beat writing career. There were. You seats think that was the first time? I don't think I've ever been. In. What about when Chip was introduced? Oh, that day I was like so far in the back. Yeah. I wasn't even anywhere near where I could ask a question. Provided a, that one was of, insane. Provided one of the best uh, screen grabs that we ever had at PhiladelphiaEagles.com. There was, uh, you know, because you know they on the formal events like that for the broadcast, they'll occasionally go to the camera that shows the crowd. Yeah. And at one point, there was a I, w- I don't know if it was a cameraman or some kind of uh, technician or something. But as they panned to the crowd, I, think I know that he, it was a big he, bend over. He correct? was a big bend over, okay. uh, revealing uh, some bucks. significant crack, yeah. and like directly in front of Christina Lurie. Uh, and so we, you know, took a screen grab of that and <laughs> put it Wait, up. Wait, so on did that. that go on the live stream? It or? was on the live stream, and oh, so you know, freeze frame that bad boy, print it out, put it up on the uh, on the old cubicle wall. Live for moments like that. Yeah, it's the best perks of the job. Yeah, I mean, you know. Living the cubicle life, you got to spruce it up somehow. I find the press conference for guy who just got a big contract to be very strange. I mean, Carson Wentz was always going to be here. This was not. This is not like they just drafted him. This is not like they just traded for him or something like that. He talked to us like a week ago. The, like why? You know, you want Carson wants to put on a suit because it's a big day for him. Great. Howie and Jeffrey feel more comfortable in suits. Fine. But, like, the whole PR staff has to get dressed Howie up, like not, this ha- whole... Howie was not in a suit. No, he was just in a blazer and no, and no tie. I liked his, uh, his shoe game there. Did you see that? I did not see his shoe game. It was, uh, like, he didn't have a, a especially long... I think he was wearing jeans. I think he had a blazer, shirt, and jeans on. Okay. And, uh, but his jeans weren't, like, too long. They were, like, a nice... I would imagine... Were like, a beach jeans? I think they were, like, a tailored jean. Okay. And then I think he had on these uh, it was nice brown shoes that either you mm. wear without socks or like complete like, no-show socks. Okay. It was a pretty good look. Interesting. It's, yeah, I, mean, I very, think he stepped it up. Very California look, it feels it like. It was a good look. I, I wanted to like go home and look for shoes like that. All right. You should have asked him. Howie, I know, we know you're listening. Yeah. Uh, send you an email send with me the, link. the link. Yeah. yeah. We have different budgets, I would imagine, for shoes. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, that whole thing was very silly. Well, it's just tough to come up with questions. Like, right, I know. How does it feel? And to it totally make shot me a lot down. Of money. Totally shot me down. I've gotten snuffed out back to back days <laughs> on on questions. Totally yeah. matumboed. I asked. I asked. Like, you know, what was the uh, the high point and the low point of the past couple of years? He said, "Well, you know, I don't like to look backwards. I like to look forwards." So, okay, that was a reasonable question. Yeah, I left it. I left it there for him to. I mean, it wasn't a great question. You got the mic first, and so I figured I had to ask a question. Since, I didn't have anything yeah. good, yeah. It's almost like you're supposed to be, you know, they're setting it up for you to, like, congratulate. Like, it's not yeah, my I mean, job like to, to congratulate to be, like, a guy deflective. on making a lot of money, you know? Right. And it, I, Those I poor know. turkeys. You're, you made a very good joke that the seats maybe were reserved for just a pile of dead turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> well, that didn't uh, turn out to be the case, but... No. 
It would have been funny. We discussed the actual contract. Yeah, there was nothing really revealing in that uh, press conference. Uh, We got a great question from friend of the show, Sam Becker. Okay. What is your expectation on uh, Joe Douglas's level of poaching of this roster? Mm. And if you had to pick one member of the 90-man roster to end up on the Jets, who do you think it would be? Oh, boy. Fantastic question. Great question. I think I have my guy. Is it a member of the secondary? It is not. Is it a defensive player? It is not. Really? Okay. Let me think about this then. I think I'm, I'm having... Now, I don't know. I'm not necessarily saying this guy's going to end up on the 53, but I feel like, I feel like there's a, a spot for him on the New York Jets. Wide receiver? Yes. Matt Collins? No. No. Michelle? <laughs> no. Greg Ward? You were thinking about his first name and you decided to bail. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, not Greg Ward. Braxton Miller? Nope. Who am I missing? One of Joe Douglas's draft picks. Wow. I, he has really fallen far. If you can't even oh, think. Oh, Gibby? Yes. No, they've got Robbie Anderson. They need somebody to back up Robbie Anderson. Okay. I think, I think Gibby is my guy because it's not going to be Pumphrey because Pumphrey is the biggest uh, signal of Joe Douglas' failure. So he's not going to bring the stink of Pumphrey on board. But I think he could talk himself into Gibby, good special teams player, maybe is like the homeless man's Robbie Anderson. Okay. What do you think about uh, – who do you think made the – I want that call. If, what do you give me if, if, if Shelton Gibson ends up on the Jets? I think that deserves well, I've got something name. significant. I've got a name mine, and then we'll okay, see. fair enough. I think I'm going to go with. I don't know who do you think draft. Who do you think wanted Sidney Jones? Is that does that smell of a Howie pick, or do you think it was a combo platter? I think that's a combo platter because Good. I think Howie talks himself into the injury uh, arbitrage, but it never works. Because the Jets need some cornerback help. Do they? Yes. I think when I was looking up that slot thing, they were, like, terrible. Like okay. They gave up, like, the most yards, I yeah, think. Maybe you could trade for Strap. Well, I was thinking that, but... Yeah, he's get, too good. I don't think... You I think yeah, I, why would you give him up? Okay. So that's why you I... think they think. could trade for Sidney Jones? Maybe. So I'll say Sidney Jones. Okay. I think you should have said Jeremiah McKinnon if that's the area you were going. think so? Yeah. I go big. Okay. I think I, that, I think if, if one of those guys ends up on the Jets, that deserves a significant... That's a up... Double or nothing from, on the uh, pasta, pasta. I think it's pasta. bigger than a pasta fisios, I think. Bigger. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's more impressive. Okay. Because you're pulling it out of thin air as opposed to a head-to-head result. Well, pasta fisios, you can get more than just the sandwich. I mean, they got a great, great chip selection. They got the soft pretzels. Just saying. All right. All right. We'll think about a, it. a full dinner. What's a full dinner? Soup at Mendy's doesn't count. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll figure it out. Hashtag. A, a, dinner, uh, a dinner at a restaurant with a, a waiter or waitress. How about that? Deal. Okay. Uh, okay. That's good. I could see an offensive lineman also. Joe Douglas likes his offensive lineman. They've got a bunch of these undrafted guys. I could see like a uh, Nate Herbig. Mm. Wow. Too bad that wasn't your pick. That would have been really exciting. Here is a turkeys to the kingdom for you. Remember how this works. Wait, you're really pulling out all the stuff. 100 turkeys. Uh, this one you're going to be very excited about. I highly doubt Spread that. your 100 turkeys over the following five players on who you think is most likely to end up on the Eagles practice squad. Oh, God. There are five undrafted offensive linemen. Ryan Bates, Sua Opeta, Keegan Render, Nate Herbig, and Casey Tucker. Oh, all the offensive linemen? Those five guys, yes. Give, give me their names again. <laughs> Ryan Bates. Also, maybe their position. Ryan Bates <laughs> has played both tackles, spots. Okay. Sua Opeta has played primarily left guard. Keegan Render, center all the way. Nate Herbig, who is the guy who walked into the locker room and you said, is that guy a player? <laughs> He's a right guard. And Casey Tucker, who is a tackle. All right, I think Opeta's the guy who got a little uh, a little cash, right? I think he got a little bit of extra cash. Okay. 
So maybe I should I should keep that in mind. Bates is what practicing with the second team. Is that right? Uh, I think I think he has gotten some some snaps with the, the second team. Render you need a you need a center correct on the practice squad. Is that true? I mean, you don't need one. You don't. Okay. Herbig was that the guy who was in your observations yesterday? No, in my conversation with Zach. Berman, yeah. No, I went with Bates. Oh, Bates. Okay. He he mentioned Herbig. Yeah. Uh, Tucker, what's his story? He wasn't even part of the original group. He was signed after Ricky Minicamp. All right, so Tucker's a zero for me. No turkeys. Tucker's a one for me. I mean a two. I got to give a guy named Casey at least one. All right, you give him a one. All right. I will go. So I have what twenty five here to spend. We got ninety nine to spend. No, I'm going, uh, 25 I'm going per, zero. I see. Um, God, this is terrible podcasting. I might as well just say it. All right. I'm going to go 40 Opeta. Okay. Gives me 60 for the other three. I'll give uh, I'll give Bates a 30. Leaves me with 30 for the other two. And I'll go 15 on the other two. Okay. I'm going 49 on Bates, 30 on Opeta, 15 on Herbig, 5 on Render, and 1 on Tucker. Sorry to our audience for that segment. There's plenty more where that came from. I hope not. Bird Lines. Who takes more snaps in week one? Sidney Jones or Halapula Vati Vaitai? Hmm. Couple things at play here. Yeah, there is. Is Brandon Brooks going to be healthy? Is Vitae going to be on the team? Would he even get the job, or would Wisniewski get it? Correct. Sidney Jones. A lot of the same things apply. I think I'm going to say. Except with the Wisniewski part, I don't think he's taking. Well, the I don't know. Corner job. I don't know. Low man wins. <laughs> I know that's right. I think I'm going to say Sidney Jones. I'll take Vitae. Okay. You were excited about that. I think he's going to be the week one red card. Okay. He could be, certainly. Maybe not. Yeah. I think that the Vitae thing, there was a a little thing that Doug Peterson said on Monday or Tuesday, must have been Tuesday, where he was asked about some of the the lineup things that they want to see, and he said he was excited to see uh, Lane and Vitae playing next to each other for the first time. Hmm. Uh, and I thought that stood out to me because I, I really do think they want him to be the right guard until Brooks comes back. Well, we know they I don't mean, want Wisniewski. Yeah, to I mean, they barely yeah. gave him a chance. Okay. Okay. Do you have any other notes from the last couple of days you'd like to talk about? Or should I give you my other? Well, uh, you did. I, I thought you really stepped up today during the Doug Peterson press conference. I asked uh, I asked Doug Peterson. So the other day when we talked to the assistant coaches, uh, Press Taylor mentioned how you know they've they've they throw around some ideas like, hey, if we're down fifteen, do we go for two the first time or the second time? And I thought, well, that's an interesting thing for coaches to be discussing in June. And so I tried to ask Doug Peterson about those situations, like what. Uh, what prep are you doing right now for that kind of thing? You know, are there are these specific meetings? Is it just when you're sort of uh, BSing a little bit? That kind of thing. He totally didn't understand the question. Most likely. I, I, no, I was told afterwards he right. did not understand the question. Uh, but he tried to needle me a little bit too. He said, uh, he said, well, are we talking week one or divisional playoff round? And I'm like, what? That's a weird question to ask me. So I said, for what? <laughs> and he said, for those decisions. And I said, no, just to get ready for the season. Then he gave this long answer that didn't make any sense. But then you, I thought this was one of your shining moments as a teammate. He said, I'm not going to let him get away with that. And he basically said, so why would it be different for week one? Or why would the math be different if it's or telling the, you one thing? Or the playoffs. And so he started out to go with his uh, BS. And he said, well, you have a long season in front of you. One week's not going to define it. And then at the end he goes, 
I was just kind of, you know, throwing a little jab in there. Like he was just trying to jab okay. me. Right. He had no reason to ask yeah. that backup question. That was a nice call out by you, I thought. Well, listen, I... It seems like you didn't mean to defend me. I mean, I'm looking at no, your face here. No, okay. no, no. I was going to okay. say, okay. I, well, I, I, as a teammate, I take that role seriously. It was I like, great. One of my favorite things to do is, if I don't have a good question of my own, you know, yeah. come in with a backup question on yours, because you don't want to dominate the press conference. But if Well, I do want to. If I can, if I can come in on, yeah. over the top, you know, with a hot tag. Yeah. Cause I house of fire. Otherwise, I would have definitely regretted going, oh, why would it matter? Right. You're down 15. Right, yeah. One. The math is the math. Yeah. So You can't date them. you got to marry the analytics. All right. So that I wanted to give you. Okay. Uh, I appreciate you that. Know, I know I always am giving you credit for stuff. So I, I, take that, I take that uh, team man real seriously. I was listening to uh, Everybody Hits. Catching oh, yes. on Everybody Hits today. Yeah. Very, very funny uh, interaction this morning when you told me you had a lot of things you wanted to get to on the podcast. You would text <laughs> them to me. And you texted me, Everybody Hits. And then... That's all. I guess I, I guess I can't remember the rest. <laughs> I've seen your itis. I told you. Uh, I was listening to it on 1.2 speed in the car this oh, morning. Oh, yeah. You don't want to spend that much time with us. Well, I thought it kind of works for that because okay. it feels like there. I, I, it, might, it may be like that for us, and I just don't notice it. It felt like there are some more 1.2 is a good, yeah. It's a little slower, and you know, I have like a 20-minute commute. I think it was a 33-minute episode I could get through nice. more. So. Uh, I thought that was good. 1.2 is a good speed because yeah. yeah, 1.5, you're really you're really racing. I thought you stole uh, one of my points and didn't give me credit. Okay. How I – it really annoys me how much NBA podcasters – Yes, I did steal that completely okay. from you. As long as you admit it, that's fine. I know in the heat of the moment, you know, yes. you don't want to go overboard. Uh, I don't want to make Matt jealous, you know. Yeah, you know. I don't, but, it would be weird if I was talking to <laughs> about my, my other podcast host with him. My point on that is that the – you know the NBA podcasters like enough with your third all NBA third team. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Stop telling me about it, especially when there are games going on. Yes, and so you pointed well, and all, but and beyond that, like the like the like hand wringing that this is like the, one of the t- the toughest decisions of your life. Oh, these and long like, sighs yeah, like, and like, stop being so oh dramatic yeah, about it's it. It's fine. I mean, it's it's silly that you are you like it's silly that the NBA sets right. up the system where you are affecting the. Yeah. Uh, money they can make, so I, I respect that you're taking your time with it. But like you know, it's not the most important thing in the world. But my favorite moment, okay, when everybody hits was when you were talking about. Uh, I guess the Eagles drafted a Hawaiian player. Is that correct? I mean the Phillies. The Phillies, yes. Yeah, and you. I think I believe you said it was like, a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Well, I said I was catching yeah, up. Okay. You said got to introduce him to Kamu Grugier Hill. Beautiful deadpan silence from <laughs> Matt and Megan. I don't think they did it intentionally, but it fe- it felt like I was like rubbing off on them. No reaction at all. That's perfect. Just it was it was quiet, and then you moved on to the next thing. <laughs> that's very funny. Yeah, I like that. So that was good. I felt like that was a good sign. Okay, that's good. You introduced me to a sports Indian yesterday. Yes, Cornell defensive line coach Satyan Bakta. How to feel? Friend you, of friend of Duffy. You were outnumbered by Sports Indians. That was there. that was a. I was. I felt so privileged to yeah. to witness that interaction. I felt like we really hit it off. Like I wanted to go leave work and go hang out with them. Yeah, yeah. That was fantastic. What what? And then he asked he if spoke you spoke a little Gujarati. Right. Yeah, boy, we could have said whatever we wanted. I know. I was worried. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was that was fantastic. So I'm a little bit torn. He was really feeling you out, and then uh, you know I feel like you I feel like you you passed his test. Okay. And vice versa, I would say. I'm a, oh, yeah, absolutely, vice versa. I'm a little torn, though, I have to say. Okay. Cornell Princeton. I is know, a, I when know. When is this game? We, I need Offense, to, defense, too. This oh, is not, you know, oh we, you can't gosh. just be rooting for points. Boy, that's going to be tough for us. Sports I mean, Indian, Coach Flynn. Uh, Coach Flynn was there first. Coach Flynn, you got it, you know. But, uh, you know, go, go easy on the, what's Cornell? Big Red? Big Red. Go easy on the Big Red, Coach Flynn. Don't run it up in that game. Okay. Yeah. I'm all into Ivy football this this fall. This is big for us. Yeah. I think we got to finally do the uh, tailgate, the birds with friends tailgate. Yeah. Well, that's the game to do it at. Oh, good idea. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's at Cornell. Let's find out. No, then I'm not doing it. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think if I had anything else. No, I think those were all my non-football points. All right. Bird lines. Oh, I'm hungry. Mark okay. and Michelle weeks on the roster or practice squad. 
versus Clayton Thorson pass attempts in the regular season? Michelle. Okay, I mean, it could be a push. What circumstance would Clayton Thorson make uh, throw a football in a regular season game? For them? Uh, that's what the, uh, I mean. Maybe Mark and Michelle doesn't make that. Make doesn't matter. Roster. You could have told me anything. I would take it over that. That's crazy. Mm. Oh no, this is last year. Um, okay, I agree. I'm I'm going to go with my boy Markin. Okay, he did have another. Uh, he had another. Deep pass today. It looked like a busted coverage, you know, but... Yeah, and then he juked out Andrew Sandejo, who did have a, an interception of Carson Wentz today. Sandejo had a pick six. Dejo. Me say Dejo. Dejo picks and me wanna come pick. Pick and pick, that's bad. Anyway, go ahead. Boston Scott had a had a ooh ah moment today. Did you catch that? He did. He juked out. I want to say Josh Hawkins, but I'm not 100 percent sure. It could have been Jeremiah McKinnon. It was a uh, he did a juke to the outside. I don't and know then what zipped the, inside and then Got just people boom. Were very excited. Yeah, like the, his teammates were very excited. After Mark and Mitchell's big play, I heard uh, Mac Collins say something like, "Oh, he's over 200 again." You know, Markin's been over 200 every practice. So then I asked Mark and Mitchell in the locker room if that meant that they were like actually keeping stats, and he said he said no, that's just a joke between uh, Matt Collins. Matt Collins yesterday came into the locker room and was like, oh man, Mark and over two hundred in practice today, and so he was just following up gotcha. on the joke from the day before. It's good to stay committed. Uh, Princeton Cornell this year is unfortunately at Cornell. Hmm. All right, well we're not going to that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Peckness migrate. Derek Barnett, Dallas Goddard, Andre Dillard. The last three top picks for the Eagles. Uh, give it to me again. Goddard. Barnett and Dillard. I mean, can you remember a more Boy, quiet hard. spring for a first-round pick than Andre Dillard? It's tough with an offensive lineman, I suppose. but Someone should write about him, as you would say. That'd be a good idea. Boy, this is tough because this is like the positional value thing. Like, I think Goddard's ceiling is the higher of any of those three players. You think his ceiling is the highest? I think he has a real high ceiling. I, he could be, and I know this against my brand, I think he could be like a, a top three tight end in the league for like five years. That wouldn't surprise me. I guess that's not crazy. I mean, now given the construction of the roster, as I've made the point before, he probably won't get if he were on like i think if he were on one of these like if you were on the cowboys he right. might catch like 90 balls this year yeah, you know and a team true. where he's just playing every snap and right. they don't have like an intermediate uh you know threat or anything it's gonna be tough here with sort of course of, remember the eagles traded up ahead of the right, Cowboys. correct yeah who, and who was the cowboys tight end this year i forget is there a guy named rico rico gathers, gathers? no you're free i think you're forgetting head. the other guy Cowboys tight end this year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who's going to be the Cowboys tight end? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jason Wynn. Yeah, isn't that well, crazy? I, I, no, I thought there was someone from last year. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. What a wild thing. Hmm. Um, I would still say that Derek Barnett's ceiling is higher in terms of Im- so. in terms of impact. You think? In terms of, uh, like, well, yeah, that's not. No, I'm I mean, saying well, yeah, if you take the positional value. thing right. out. I mean, I would be surprised if Barnett was like a top three disposition for a long time. Yeah, stretch. yeah. If you're saying just like position rank. <laughs> right. Sure. So, but, you know, obviously defensive end and offensive tackle are more important. This is difficult. I would nest Barnett, Peck, I still Goddard. Think Barnett is very good. I would nest Barnett, Peck, Goddard, and migrate Andre Dillard. Yeah, I guess that's right. That's probably true. I mean, if you're a big Dillard guy, you you take a left tackle. It, it it's tough when we haven't seen the guy play. Have you have you thought any thoughts on what you've seen from him, or do you just like it's an offensive lineman? What do we what could we possibly tell in the spring? I purposely do not yes. make any. You will never read an observation from me on an offensive or defensive lineman without pads on. That sounds like a football guy take. It's just like, what are they even doing? Right. I mean, unless a guy just looks completely lost and is like, I mean, sure, if a coach is like yelling at him or something, that's really what I have to go by because, yeah. like, I've heard some people make the case that Josh Sweat has looked good. 
I don't know. Have yeah. you said notice that? I mean, I've, I've seen a little seen a little bend. Okay, but I mean, no, I would not say that. Right. I think uh, I think Andre Diller will be stonewalling him once the pads come on. Yeah, that would be I would fun. Hope so. I would hope so. It'll be a nice one on one. Dillard Sweat. Okay. All right, I got two more uh, turkeys to the kingdom for you. Okay. Turkeys to the kingdom, spread out your 100 turkeys on who is most likely to make the Eagles 53-man oh, roster. I was hoping these were going to be people I've heard of. Josh Adams, Wendell Smallwood, oh. Boston Scott, and Donnell Pumphrey. Oh. Adams, Smallwood, Bosco, Pump. A pump I'm giving a zero to. Yeah, i got to give him a zero to. That leaves me with three. I, I think you were ahead of the Boston Scott thing. I, I kind of feel I good. know that's right. I, find, I feel real good about his chances to make the roster. People were saying that Wendell Smallwood had a big day today. I, mean, that, I guess it was a nice catch. The throw was better, but yeah, decent catch. Same with running backs, by the way. Like Correct. Really, if you're a running back and you want to look good in the spring, like even when the play's over, just run as fast <laughs> as you can to the end zone. And uh, everyone and really will cel- talk like about over, yeah, overly celebrating. Everyone yeah. will talk about how that's a good idea. I like that. That's another one. I that was. I, I know I bring up my Chris Carson observations mm-hmm. a lot, but I wasn't totally on the bandwagon until I was asking players and coaches, and they're like, "Sure, this guy's a beast." You know. Okay. So I think that's the way to go with running backs. Uh, Adams and I kind of don't feel good about Adams's chances. I feel better about Smallwoods. I agree. Guess I'll go a sixty Bosco, a thirty Smallwood, and a ten Adams. Wow, I thought I was going to be the high man on Bosco, but you outdid me. I went fifty Bosco. High man wins. Thirty-five Smallwood, fifteen Adams. Okay. Last one. Turkeys to the kingdom. Most likely to be second on the team in snaps at linebacker. So presuming well, we that, forgot to wish you a happy birthday on the pod. Uh, Athletic readers, I'm sure, have uh, seen it. But thank you very much. You had like a nice two day celebration, huh? I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call it that. No, two dinners, right? Two dinners out. I think the first dinner was under different. Uh, okay. A different thematic. Uh, okay, I got you. Idea. Second. Uh, okay, so what, what was the birthday dinner? We went to Soraya. Okay. In Fishtown, first time. We had a great time. You would love it. Very yeah. vegetarian friendly. Really? Yes. What kind of food is this? It's like uh, Mediterranean. Okay. Uh, fantastic. I, I, w- I would say that uh, you and the missus would would have a, a wonderful time. Okay. Small plates? Some small plates. Well, yeah, it's all... A variety of foods? Lots of variety of foods. It's okay. one of those things where, you know, if you do the uh, little tasting thing, you get the five different... Things that are at the table the whole time, you know, a little baba ganoush, a little yogurt, mm. a little uh, okay. red pepper thing, hummus, like and something else. Okay. Um, and then, you know, like you've got, you know, there's there are the meat things are, you know, like a lamb or a, mm. some other fish, but then also eggplant and uh, okay. all kinds of good. How's the ambiance? I'm a big ambiance, man. How's the ambiance? Interesting. I felt very uh, non Philly to me. We How thought so? that it was. Uh, it did not feel like a Philadelphia restaurant. It's a big open space, nice little uh, garden area in the back, open kitchen. Um, I don't know, just a very okay. uh, a place that felt like it belonged in a different city, what which city? is not a good or bad thing. What but, city would you place it? I uh, would probably place it in like a maybe like a DC. Mm. Which is, I know, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. I know we don't like, okay. it, but uh, <laughs> but it was it was. I would recommend. I would give it. I would give it a high recommendation. Spend a lot of time in Fishtown. This was we, this was the second time we've been in Fishtown in a week, and that really? also the second time we've been in Fishtown in the past two years. Okay. Only time I spend in Fishtown is to go to Everybody Hits. Have you been to Everybody? Uh, Hits? We have not been yet. Do you know what everybody hits is? It would say it's uh, they've got batting cages and it's like a restaurant or a, a music venue, right? It is something like that. Oh, I didn't. It does not look like a music okay. venue. It looks like if they and I <laughs> I love it by the way. It looks like if you know someone just like handed you sort of this uh, rundown little space and oh, okay said you have zero money to spend. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but this is a, what's left of the batting cage. Uh, yeah, so we, we, me and uh, Big Brother, Little Brother, we've done that twice. Oh, nice. It does feel like you probably should... Uh, how do I put this? Chris Long, I feel like, would enjoy going there if you get my drift. Oh, and interesting. After partaking in some other activities. Okay. It feels like... It has, uh, that, it has that whiff? It has that I feel like we were in the minority of... Uh, <laughs> Of those who are just showing up, okay, um, interesting. You know, not under the influence. That's a fun activity to do. I go to a batting cage in that in that headspace. Is I I, I have not done that, but it seems a little dangerous. No, I, I mean know. you're not going up against ninety would miles you be able an hour. To hit it? I don't know. It depends what cage you choose. Yes, I, would I mean be able there's to hit literally it. a guy. I would. Yes. The first time we went, my little brother was cracking up. There was a guy. I presume he works there in a full suit, walking through the cage. Picking up the balls to reload them, like not what? T- not telling anyone to like pause and not hit. We're like, this guy's gonna get crushed. It is a uh, yeah, it is an interesting place. They got a little vending machine. That's very there. funny. Um, yeah, so uh, okay, that's that's the time most time I've spent a fish down. Then we had an athletic. We've had a, yeah, we've had a couple yeah. athletic outings there. A couple? Yes. Oh, two. that's true. Right? Yeah. I have been to Frankfurt Hall a couple times. Right? That's what it's called. Yeah, and then we did M- Mullerin and Sons. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Didn't they get into trouble for something? Did they? I don't know. Possible. I don't want to speak out of turn. They might not Okay. Have. Okay. We should probably get more information on I that. I enjoyed the fish, John. It was nice. Okay. I don't think I'll be spending that much more yeah, time Yeah, I don't there, think you're probably not cool enough to spend too much time there. Yeah. yeah. It's also like, you know, I got to get in the car to go there. I can't just walk there. That's true. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. And so I did the... Uh, the the observations from yesterday, uh, people didn't all pack, pick up on the uh, that every every note was punctuated by a June 11th birthday member. They thought I was just doing a, a weird like Dennis Miller bit. I didn't catch that until just now. <laughs> really? Yeah. You thought I was just listen, saying nonsense? Listen, a lot of times, both on the podcast <laughs> and in written word, I have no idea where you're going with stuff. <laughs> if I asked you to explain it every time, it would just be. <laughs> Oh, it would be too much. That would have been such a terrible <laughs> thing to read if you if 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 you didn't realize that that's what I was doing. It would have been all nonsense. Uh, I mean, so if I, uh, that's actually like a good, I, I'm happy that that worked out because you know if I yeah. can do it for just a couple people, that's great. Yeah. Like my tweet about Mike McCann, the real estate man. Yeah, if I understand your references, great. If I don't, I'm all right with that too. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you'll just keep living your life either way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. As the kids would say, living my best life. <laughs> You've got 100 turkeys and five players. Uh, how are we still doing a podcast? You've got 100 turkeys and five players. Uh, 6.30, I'm hungry. Camus, Nate Gary, Zach Brown, LJ Fort, and Paul Warlow. Are you ready to... I, I, I see you rolling your if eyes I at Paul If I go the Warlow. whole summer without hearing Paul Warlow's <laughs> name again, that I totally agree. And yet... <laughs> With all due respect. And yet... Like, they've thrown him in the first-team defense the past couple days. They have? Yes, yesterday. I mean, okay. I'll believe it well, when what's I see your, it. What's your question? Most likely to be second on the team in snaps at linebacker. Uh, Gruget Hill. With the caveat that if Nigel Brown gets injured, the, the winner is whoever finishes first. Okay. So why don't we just say the most snaps? Among these players. Fair enough. KGH, Gary, who else you got? Zach, Zach Brown. Brown Band, LJ Fort, Fort. and Warlow. Okay. Warlow, zero. I'm going three just to protect against the possibility that... What? I mean, it's not going to happen, but we're playing a game, and I want to I just give myself Under the win. Under what scenario is he out-snapping, like, two of these guys? They get injured? I don't know. I mean, I'm... Crazy. He's going to be dead last for me, too. I just, I'm, I'm trying I'm, to beat I'm, you. I'm going zero for Fort, too. Well, let me write him down so that it's, I'm not just reacting. Yeah, which you always cheat, so I think that's a good idea. Go ahead. What do we got left? 17. 83. This is, this is really great. Podcast. You might want to go uh, you know, two times speed on this one. Uh, okay, I'm good. 
I am actually going to, uh, I think I'm going to change this up here and go, I'm going to go zero for Nate Gary as well. Zero for Nate Gary. Yeah, that probably wasn't wise, but. Wow. I'm going to go 70 for Camus. I got 72 for Camus. And I'm going to go 30 for Zach Brown. Okay, so your only, your only path to victory is Zach Brown. Been, I feel like Camus has been a winner of the spring. Do you have somebody? Are you, are you giving Nate Gary? Three for Warlow, four for Fort, ten for Gary. What's that, 17? 13 for Zach Brown and 72 for Camus. No, 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 sorry. 11 for Zach Brown and 72 for Camus. I'm trying to do zero in on your sheet over there. Make sure you didn't cheat. Uh, I would agree. I think Camus has had a nice, uh, again, as nice as a linebacker yeah. in shorts can have. But it feels like if you went zero for the guy who's the smartest linebacker on the team. Well, he can fill in a little bit here and there, but uh, the coaches seem to be saying good things about him. The opportunity seems to be there. He's the he's been in there with the first team nickel. I think water gun to my head. First team nickel week one. I would say Bradham and Camus. I would agree. And so you know it doesn't take an injury for him to play a lot. I think uh, he's in line to play a lot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What else you got? Nothing. I was hungry when we started, and I'm hungrier now. What are you going to get for dinner? I don't know. No, what's uh, what's a cooking at home? Probably uh, not much, because <laughs> when I'm not home, then, you know, the wife's on double kids yeah. duty, and there's not a lot of time to uh, make something. We had a tough domestic situation this week. Our, oh, our, our refrigerator. I don't, I don't like stories that start like that. Our, that's fair. Our refrigerator on the fritz. Okay, okay. Right. Has that ever happened to you? Refrigerator? No. I think now the freezer was still working, so it was a it was a weird thing where the just the fridge wasn't working. Okay, what'd you do? We had to call a repairman. Finally got got there today. I think it's it's been fixed. But we had, went a couple of days without a working fridge. Tough to oh. tough to prepare Casey's lunch for the day ahead. So what'd you do with all the food that was in there? Just chuck it? We chucked the yeah whatever whatever would be affected. What wouldn't be affected? Uh, like a ketchup? Do you put a ketchup in a fridge? Uh, we do. Why do we put ketchup in a fridge? I don't Restaurants, know. they're out there. I agree. Yeah, I mean, you know just what, because it's a nice, it's an easier place to put it than yeah. in, the, in a pantry. You know what you don't want to do? Stick a butter in a fridge. You don't do butter in the fridge? I mean, we made the change like a year or two ago. Interesting. Amazing. Really? The spread factor. Oh. But Life but you pres- do you do you keep all of your butter out of the fridge or no. do you do you, 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 you keep you, you yeah. stash them in the one fridge stick and out then you at have a time. one yeah one okay. stick out at a time and you have like a butter dish oh it's this great little contraption yeah right okay right there in the corner I could be talked into that yeah I mean you want you want the butter that you want to use you you do want it to be room temperature want to be able to spread that bad boy easily that's a good I it's like, like that. it's like these new peanut butters now you got to refrigerate them. And then you go to make a PB and J. Who refrigerates peanut butter? I've never heard that. All this new organic peanut butter you got to refrigerate. Really? Give me a Jif creamy I can mm. put in the cabinet. Yeah. But if you buy this organic stuff, you got to put it in the fridge. You take it out. It's like harder. You know, you can't spread that. That's tough. Well, we need a solution to this. How issue. would you rank? We were we were we were debating which would be the most. By the way, for those of you who yell at us for. Uh, not talking eagles. We're not talking any more eagles. <laughs> Hopefully, we're not talking about much at all. But I just want to let give you a heads up if you want to sign off. We'll How close are we to hashtag Shields Toilet? By the know, way, yeah, well, I didn't want to check today. We'll check tomorrow because it's by the end of tomorrow. I think yeah. we're closing in. I think we're going to get it. Yeah, that's very exciting. Okay, I uh, we, we were debating what would be like the most debilitating appliance to go down to go okay. on the fritz. All right. So I guess where would you rank fridge, washer dryer, and then like plumbing hot water. Hmm. I'm uh, I'm fascinated by the uh, categorization of <laughs> these three things together. <laughs> but uh, what do you mean? What else? What? Because what I mean is there anything else uh, that dishwasher? would be so bad? Do you, have a, do you have a dishwasher? Yeah, but okay. I feel like you can get around a dishwasher if you I, need to. I think so. What's the so not having any hot water? You're saying? Yeah. Versus fridge versus washer dryer. Yeah. Uh, those are all very difficult. Yeah. I would probably say the hot water might be. My wife just uh, texted DIN, question mark, mm. on the same page right there. Yeah, that's great. I'd say, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, I think the hot water is the toughest to get around because, well, we're talking short term or long term. Right? Well, I guess that's the question. Yeah. I mean, if it's I mean, long term, you can't survive. Yeah, with I'm that. not taking cold showers. Everybody. Right. If it's one day, well, then it's obviously the fridge, right? Because you can go a day without the washer dryer. Right. I mean, I've got family close by, so I could, yeah. you know, shuffle over there and do. So laundry. you would. Yeah, so you had to go a week without it. You could come to my house and do laundry. I appreciate that. That's an open invitation. The, the Super Bowl week, when Rachel was at home with a with a <laughs> one month old baby, our our washer dryer broke. That was a that was a tough time for her. Yeah, not for you living it up at yeah. the Mall of America. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I think that's right. I think uh, short term, the worst is is the fridge, but any extended period of time, you know. No, no running water. You gotta, you just gotta go to a hotel or something and stay at stay at someone else's house. Well, then when the power goes out, you're not supposed to open the, the, right, the you know, freezer, right? right? But it can. It can now I hear that that's a bit out. of a wives' tale. Really? But okay. uh, you know what? Capadia's are in on that. No one tell me if it's true or not. I'm doing it. I like that one too. I feel yeah, good. I, I stick to it. it. Makes sense. Cold's kind of trapped in there. Yeah, leave it trapped. I'm, I stick with it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hashtag Shields Toilet. Leave a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Leave it. How about leave a nice review and then hashtag that? We've got like 10 that just say hashtag Shields Toilet because <laughs> of you. <laughs> Not really helpful. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. <laughs> Next week, first episode post anything happening with the Eagles, I think we got to do the serial draft. I got some vacation time coming up. We'll see. Okay. We'll see if I remember to bring my mic or not. Okay. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We'll talk to you uh, whenever we talk to you next. No promises. For Sheil, I'm Bo. And as always, we love you. friends.